Greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three broads discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina, what's going on? What's up? It's been Happy a minute. recording day. Yeah, we're back at it, kids. I'm we're excited. back at it. We didn't leave. We just took a big hiatus. <laughs> That's because of me, because I didn't feel like doing it. Because breaks are needed, kids. Breaks are needed. And as always, Katie, what's going on? Hey, friends. How are we doing? We're doing all right. How about you? How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm glad the, the gang's all here. The gang's all here. We're ready In to various to various states of, of voice, voiceness. <laughs> <laughs> We're a mess. <laughs> we are. Full disclosure, I won't be editing this probably a lot, so... Whatever, kids, deal with it. This is hey. how real life is. <laughs> you know, we just we'll do it live. It's it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good because we have a new Marvel show. Yes, we're talking about Marvel again because, well, what else is there until other stuff comes up? But Marvel and Marvel has released Moon Knight. Finally came out. We're gonna talk about the first two episodes. So. Before we do that, I'll give a brief uh, statement on the episodes, the titles, and who wrote and directed them. So the first episode was called The Goldfish Problem. It was directed by Mohamed Daib, and the writers were Jeremy Slater, Daniel Inman, and Doug Mochin. And then episode two, which was named Summon the Suit, that was directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Writers are Michael Kalstein, Jeremy Slater, and Daniel Inman. So pretty much the same writers, uh, different directors, but that's cool because I think you get different styles with the different directors. So let's dive in, kids, man. First two episodes were a lot, a lot, a lot. It's a different type of Marvel show, and I am all about the vibes that it's thrown out. So, Katie, I'm going to start with you. Overall thoughts on the first two episodes, what you like, what are you digging? Overall, what do you got? How are you feeling about Moon Knight? Um, overall, love Oscar Isaac. I mean, we knew that that was coming, right? Like yeah. We, right. we knew that the internet was just going to like collectively wet its panties over him um but we we got we're getting some just really great performance from him so far and i am here for it the both episodes i feel like have been really really focused on him and that is to its like it's the best thing they could have possibly done was just like turn him loose let him do his thing i'm really enjoying that i am loving the style I am loving the way that they are representing the uh, the kind of chaos that's going on inside of his head and just really putting us in Steven's shoes, I feel like, of what in the heck is going on. We are confused. We don't know what's happening, but we're here for it and loving it. Um, and I, I'm very excited to see what next week is going to give us, too, uh, now that we have jumped locations and gone somewhere new and exciting. Yeah, how they're doing the disassociated identity disorder, which for you guys, for people that are listening to us that might not know, this character... Uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, uh, both suffer from disassociative identity disorder. So we're seeing that really play out, I think, in a very cool way. Like, they're doing it very well. I think they're not overdoing it. Um, I think they're playing it off like it, like I think it should be. And it's it's coming off to the point where you're like, man, this is this is wild. And this is part of who Moon Knight is as a character. So I think they're doing that part. Like you, like you're saying, Katie. Like just the the dynamic of Oscar playing both roles is is stunning, and we'll we'll talk about him more off uh, more. But Christina, what about you? Your thoughts on episode one and two? How excited were you? What'd you feel? What'd you think? What do you got? I knew nothing. I feel like I say that every time going into this. I went in with no expectations. Went in with doing no research, no knowledge wanted to just see what I thought. So 
um, I've watched each episode, I think, like three or four times, including the one that just went down not that many hours ago. Um, really liked it. I like the visuals of it so far. I, I think they are representing everything really well. I like how in London we have these dreary tones, the color tones, the color schemes, you know, you're in. And then you go to the Alps where it's super bright. And now we're going to our new destination, which is even a different type of bright. And so I'm really loving the visuals so far. I'm loving the characters. I love the way they're representing it. Um, I think the acting has been phenomenal so far as well. And the story is really good. Like if you've never read anything, if you have never watched anything Marvel before, um, you don't need to. And that's really cool. Like you don't need to have any backstory. You don't need to have any history. And I think that's really, really cool because not many of us did other than, hey, maybe read a comic here or there, or we've done a little research here or there. So I thought that was really awesome because the story tells itself well. Every scene has told itself well. You don't need any background or history, which is really awesome because you know, if we think about the other series we've so far had come out through Marvel that we've talked about and we've shared on this pod number of times, you do need a little bit of backstory to really understand those. And this one you don't. So it's really cool and fresh. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I think with this type of character, I think everybody, unless you are like kind of a very, very big super Marvel fan, I mean, you know who Moon Knight is, you probably read the comics, but I even even the, the super nerdy might not know everything about Moon Knight. They might know, like you're saying, they might have read one of the runs, but don't know all of it. So I think it's very cool that this character is kind of giving everybody like a a a starting point that nobody was at, like everybody's at the same spot. So, like, if you don't know Moon Knight, that's cool. Like you're saying, like, neither did I, neither did you, neither did, you know, Joe and Jane next to me. Like, that's part of, I think, what they're doing very well in this show is that they implemented a character that isn't super not, like, isn't really known. But if you do know him, you know how cool he is. And now they're showing that to, like, a broader audience. I I think these first two episodes were really, were really good because I like how they're using the character of Stephen Grant as like the audience are uh, us like ourselves. We are basically Stephen Grant, like going through this with him. So that's kind of cool that they're using one of those uh, disassociative identity disorder, identity disorders as like us, like they're using that as a vessel for us to experience this for the first time, just like Stephen is, you know, and I love that in the first episode, if you didn't know like about Moon Knight, you were probably like, dude, what is going on? Like, is he dreaming? Is he not? What is, you know, what's the deal? Like, what, what, what's going on? So I think they set it up so well in that first episode. And then obviously the big reveal at the end of the episode one, when Mark, you know, takes over and becomes Moon Knight, man, that was one of the coolest shots I think we have so far in the series. That was amazing. And then we go into and then we go into episode two, and obviously we get way more Mark. We get way more that dynamic between Stephen and Mark, and like who who's really in charge, who's really the 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 parasite, as Conchu says. It's just a really awesome, I think, very different Marvel show. How they're using like one character, and they're basically like giving us two different storylines and it's very interesting. And I like how they're using that as, as kind of the, the platform, the, the way to tell this story. Christina, you got something? Yeah. So, you know, what's really cool is the way that they're showing how Mark slash Steven can see all these things and no one else can. And I think like what you're talking about is how like, it's super cool. Cause you are like that, other persona almost in the room of things that's happening because you can see everything. And so it that's it, really strong in the second episode. You get hints of it in the first episode where like he's seeing things that no one else is. Um, 
I think that's really awesome. And it lends to the storytelling, right? It blends into the story really well. And you, at this point too, you don't know what characters are involved in what. And so I think that's like such a critical part of what we're watching too, is at any moment, a character you see on the screen, maybe only Steven sees them, but you don't know that. Which I think is kind of interesting. No, I like it because you are literally seeing two different like stories like we're like you're talking about. Like Mark might know somebody like clearly and we'll talk about Ethan Hawke and his character, Arthur Harrow. But in the first episode, you get that you Arthur says like he knows he's a mercenary, but he was Stephen Grant. So Stephen doesn't know who he is. So like seeing these different characters interact, but like maybe one knows one, the other doesn't it, it's, it's being played very, very well. Katie, like, how do you feel about how they're portraying and how do you like what Moon Knight is and how they're like breaking it down for us as an audience and using Steven basically as that as that vessel? I think it's pretty sweet, <laughs> actually. Yeah, no, I think it's brilliant. And I think that um, like you guys have said, you don't need any information to watch this show and appreciate it. And I think that now through two episodes, We've got all the information we need, right? We don't need any more backstory. We don't need um, any more like world building, anything like that. Uh, the only thing that hasn't, I guess, really, hasn't really been established yet is like where this is in the timeline, um, as far as the snap and all of that. But I, I love the way, like we've said, that they're using Stephen as as the audience and that they're telling the story from his perspective and. Lauren, I know you have, of course, looked ahead and like done a little bit of research too. Do you know if in the comics they they did it in this same way and told it through Stephen's eyes? I'm sure that he that he like gets to be in the driver's seat sometimes, but um, it's just really interesting to me that they made that decision. Uh, and I'm just curious, like how how they've done it in the comics. As far as I know, and the research I've done, so Mark is usually the the personality that we that you follow in the comics and then Steven was in the comics he was more of like a Bruce Wayne type so that's why a lot of people compared Moon Knight to Batman because Stephen Grant was like a billionaire kind of playboy guy so they really changed that perspective of him which I kind of really did because again I it love brings that it. Yeah, yeah, I think it. that's way better. Yeah, yeah, it, it totally to makes enough yeah. of the billionaire playboy philanthropist guy. Like, I yeah. want, I want the gift shop worker. Yeah, it definitely makes it more accessible to any kind of audience in you know in this fandom and on you know anywhere really. It's it, it makes him way more accessible and way more um, certainly endearing. I think to everyone that he's like this, you know, downtrodden down on his luck just dude you know i i really like that about the way they're playing steven for sure yeah they're making him way more relatable like especially like in our times right now where it's like you know pandemic still happening and all that stuff like and just how kind of like down and tired and like run out and just like just how he is like yeah that it is way more relatable to be that way than to be like a you know a billionaire playboy whatever so i like how they switched that now in episode two we see him change into the character mr knight i think that's a little different in the comics than we see in tv i don't that i don't know i don't i didn't do too much research on that but from what i've heard it's it's slightly different where i think the character mr knight is a little more brash and but just not as not as quirky as steven is so they're really which but i love what they're doing is that like you know mark is moon knight steven is mr knight like that i love that they're kind of giving both personalities a superhero type of uh persona you know and like the that that entrance of him becoming mr knight was one of my favorites too he does a superhero landing and he looks in the mirror and Mark's like, what the hell are we doing? Why are we wearing like a suit? But the suit's bomb. I gotta say, that's like one of my favorite outfits. Like, I mean, the Moonlight, the Moonlight suit is dope as hell too, but like the Mr. Knight suit's so cool. 
I'm just like, I like how Steven, like his thought process was, well, Layla said a suit and this is what he thought of, like an actual three-piece suit. Exactly. <laughs> and totally it was literal. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, the, the line of Mark saying like, we look like a psycho uh, Colonel Sanders. It's great. I loved it. So yeah, I, I do love how they've changed a little bit, but I, I mean, I don't think it's to the point where like, it's totally like messing with the comics. And again, comics are, this is like an adaptation. So it doesn't have to be like frame for frame, character for character, the same thing. But I really do like how they've made Steven way more accessible, relatable, just like we're talking about. But then they give him this whole persona now of like Mr. Knight. So like, I'm really excited to see that be explored more. Maybe we'll talk about that later at the end. But I love how now we're we're in Steven's like perspective, really, for the most part. And you are, as for me as an audience, and maybe I'll ask you guys too, but like I definitely relate more to Steven based off of like what's happening. Like, you know, Mark has known about this. Him and Kanchu have known about this whole situation for a long time. They've kept him like in the dark, separated, all that. And now all of a sudden, you know, Steven is starting to figure out things and, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. He's scared. He's confused. And Mark's trying to help him. But also Mark knows there's an actual mission, as we know, like, there's a whole thing that that's got to happen, but now it's, you know, Steven's interfering with that. But in Steven's eyes, Mark's interfering with his life because he got him fired. He's the one that's been doing all this crazy crap. Like he thinks, um, that is dreams. Like it's been Mark this entire time. He calls Mark a parasite. Like I love that diverse, like back and forth that Oscar's doing and I, I I know some people have kind of made like jokes about his British accent. I think it's funny because again, it gives it gives that character and you can kind of separate the two from Mark and Steven. So I, I love what they're doing with this show visually. I think you both said it. Stunning. Like some of these shots, like the reflections off of mirrors, the reflections off of like puddles, like the reverse kind of like camera flips. Like it's it's really, really cool. And Chrissy, I think you brought up too, like where we see the perspective, like from Layla, Layla was seeing, you know, Steven fight in the Mr. Knight suit, but she didn't see anything, but she knew it was there. So like you see where people on the outside would see this guy as like, you know, like a weirdo, a wacko. What the, what the, what the one bystander called him a fancy drunk, which I thought was hilarious when he was in the Mr. Knight suit. But I, I do. I, I'm loving the show. I'm loving what they're doing with this character. I'm really excited to see where they go from here because like you both said, we're going to a new location heading into episode three. It's very exciting, very exciting. Um, I, I, it's just a different Marvel show that we've seen and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And I'll say it, this might be my favorite. I mean, I know it's early. We're only two episodes in, but this might be my favorite show. This might be my favorite Marvel show. I said that today. It is. I actually said that today, and I was shocked when I said it, but I did. I was like, this might be the best series that is Marvel to come out on Disney+. And I was shocked when I said it, but I said it because we already knew. I think we talked about it. We already knew all the past characters from the other series we did. This is fresh and this is exciting and this is what we've kind of wanted from Marvel because as much as we love our originals, we we love them. We've spent over a year, I looked, I think March 25th of 2021 may have been our first episode drop or recording, something like that. I looked at it today. Um, so over a year ago now, we've done a lot of Marvel content, but it's been about a lot of the same characters. And so to have somebody new, somebody fresh, I mean, we've had a couple uh, one-offs, but this is cool. Like, it's actually super cool because it's something that somebody who hasn't watched a decade worth of movies doesn't need to have watched to understand it. And so I think that's awesome. No, that's a really good point because this is probably the first show, if you really think about it, like you're saying, like, I mean... Falcon Winter Soldier, we knew those characters. WandaVision, we knew those characters. Loki, we knew those characters. So, like, 
now we're getting into a time where Marvel is giving us new characters in this new medium to tell. And I, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. We'll go around final thoughts, Katie, final thoughts, anything you want to add to what we're saying before we kind of dive into the characters themselves? I'm not ready to say it's my favorite yet. <laughs> um, the the other shows, you know, that they have that familiarity and the the new storytelling in a in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, is it excellently produced and conceptualized and being delivered to us in a really awesome way? Yes. Uh, so I'll I'll say that, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold until <laughs> until we get more. But um, yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, that's it for me. No, that's fair. Again, I know it's t- two episodes in. Again, maybe I'm way overblowing it myself too. But like, I just it feels good, man. It feels so different. Yeah, and, like, and y'all are not the first people that y'all are not the first people that I have seen say that either. So it's it just speaks to the quality of what Disney money can do. You know. <laughs> And Oscar Isaac, let's be real. And Oscar Isaac. Yeah, and that man too. That yeah. man too. Yeah. Christina, final thoughts before we... Somehow it's giving me like Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon and Winter Soldier vibes all at the same time too. I can which see is that. super weird. Like at moments, I'm like, oh, this feels kind of Loki. At moments, I'm like, oh, this feels very WandaVision. Like it's kind of weird because you do still feel all of those historic... Like it feels Marvel. It still feels totally Marvel. But you don't need the backstory. So, I no, I think it's just been super well done throughout already. And I think that we're going to get more. How many episodes is this going to be? Six. Six? Okay. I couldn't remember if it was six or eight. So, no, I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. I was actually, like, after the first episode, this is the one. I think I did this with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um when it comes to series, but this is the one that I was like, is it Wednesday yet? Like I'm ready to watch it. And I sat and watched it like twice while working during the day. Um, while I was on like doing some administrative type things, I just had it playing in the background and yeah, this is the one that I've done that with. I haven't done that for quite a while where I'm like, is it the day for that to drop? So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, Wednesday, I mean, again, Wednesdays is kind of, it's must watch now with Marvel, what they're doing. So, and then especially with, you know, I mean, we'll jump in obviously with the characters and everything, but like we talk about Moon Knight and then moving forward, we got Ms. Marvel, who's again, a very fresh, very new character, even in comic books. And that trailer looked amazing. I mean, we'll talk about that maybe on a different episode, but yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be really, again. Marvel is just, it's going to be their year. It really is. I mean, they're, they're showing that they can really change direction, you know, cause it feels like last year it was very personal shows. Like Wanda had a personal story, Loki, personal story, Falcon Winter Soldier, personal story. Now we're kind of getting into like a whole, like kind of weird uh, kind of era in Marvel where it's, it's the, it's the gods. It's the, the, the things behind the scenes like it's it's a different type of vibe now and i'm loving it and i can't wait i hope we get we'll get more moving forward with with moon knight um let's dive into these characters um and particularly let's i mean we'll we'll put them together but we'll talk about them separately but like stephen grant mark specter i love how we talked about it but i like how we started with stephen and not with mark again like we talked like it's relatable we got a good like foot to the character in this in through the eyes of steven then now we get to see a whole different you know side with mark as the mercenary as the ex-cia you know at least in the comics i don't know if we'll be that in the show but you know we see this totally different type of you know character so i I think what they're doing with steven is very very different but i like it because Again, the relatability, I think everybody can relate to him. And they just made it to like just easy to kind of fall in love with this character and like basically root for him from the beginning. Like, yeah, Mark is, you know, Mark is the quote unquote superhero. He's Moon Knight. But like, you're kind of like, for me, I'm kind of rooting for Steven because like 
of of all the crap he's been through literally in the past whatever days how many days we've been with him and for him to like starting figuring all this out like you kind of just you feel for him and then you're kind of like for me anyway like you're kind of like you know piss off mark like let him be let's like give him a break like let him kind of you know digest what what you're telling him so it's been a very really interesting like journey i think with steven so far and i hope we we get more answers you know like again i have a lot of questions of like you know he says he's he's calling his mom who is he really talking to is that his mom it was that his mom's flat like what like i have so many questions of like how like how the how these stories came about with him like what you know like again like calling his mom how did he start working at a museum like how long has this been going on because again we know from their conversations like mark told steven like yeah this is like he's been mark has said he's been doing this for a long long time so like how long is that we do know i know katie you brought it up earlier as far as where we are within the MCU, we do get hints of things. Um, I was watching one of the recap shows that I usually do. And one of the gentlemen brought up the fact like on the bus, it talked about um, the re I can't remember what we talked um, in Falcon winter soldier, that organization that was like bringing the people together or whatever that were blipped and all that. So we know it's post blip. We don't know how far I think post blip it is. We do know that Steven has been around slash Mark's been around because on his passport, Mark's passport, he, I think there was a date of like something in 2018 is when he got it. So like, and I think that it was post the the snap so like we know mark slash steven wasn't blipped we're assuming again these are just clues that again people have that i've watched and people have brought to my attention so we don't really again we don't know exact time frame like how many years post blip or whatever but we do know we do know that much is obviously post blip post everybody coming back but just how far we don't know at this point but again, like with Mark, you know, his story of how he met Kanchu, we don't really know that yet. Like we know he, Kanchu said you were a dying corpse. What event was that? We don't know. Hopefully we'll get answers there. And obviously his, his storyline with Layla, his wife or ex-wife, we'll see how that plays out. Like that, like what happened there? Why, why does she want a divorce? She obviously wanted the scarab, the artifact too, but clearly he got it and she was obviously pissed when she found out when she was talking to Steven that he had it. So there's just a lot of storylines with these two characters already that I'm super, super excited to to dive into. So Katie, I'll start with you, Mark, Steven, kind of what are your thoughts on on these two characters? And then, I mean, talk about Oscar Isaac too. Like, dear God, this guy can act. Like, Wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, we've, we've known that for years, you know, we, everything that he's been in, I have thoroughly enjoyed him, but yeah, you know, it's, they couldn't be more different, right? You know, you've got the cocky American and you've got the downtrodden, like timid, uh, very just every man, Steve. And, and it's, it's just, again we've talked about it i love the way that they are playing those two you know as such differing personalities and differing people um i'm really interested you know hopefully this next episode we will get a whole lot of backstory on mark uh i would like to hear you know how how he came into this position right how he's now a vessel like how how did all of that happen did it happen right after arthur was no longer a vessel like, yeah i can't wait know. to talk about arthur too yeah. yeah yeah you know how how when when did that switch happen for him you know what was it and what was it that he was saved from like what if he was in the process of husking away and like, then all of a sudden nope you know, like, like, what if, what if it was that? Like, there's, there's so many different ways that they could go 
with it. And um, yeah, you know, the difference too between Stephen and Mark and just the way that they kick so much ass like Mark in different is, ways yeah, yeah, holy yeah. crap like he it is it was so cool that that end of that first episode was a Darth Vader in the hallway at the end of Rogue One moment like that was point. so badass like it was it really I think you know if, if you weren't invested after that you know, maybe this isn't the show for you, but that that to me was uh, a whole heck of a lot of fun. And I love the way that they finally, you know, showed that surrender moment happen. And, you know, we, we get it again in the second episode, too. And um, just the way that they're using mirrors for them to talk to each other is really sweet. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the way that 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 they're playing each other and that. Oscar Isaac is playing both of them. I don't mind the accent. I don't mind the like <laughs> definitely dad attire that he's wearing. <laughs> like, very, very mid nineties dad. Um, the way he like, you know, the way he talks to himself, he's, he's almost just, he's, he's just playing him in such a interesting and unique way. And uh, that makes the switch between the two, I think so much more, contrasting and um and exciting too so yeah i'm just i'm living for it i'm here i'm here feed me oscar isaac and and i will i will watch him i'll watch him read the phone book is what i told someone earlier this week (laughs) it's all right though like he is he's so good at bringing like a dynamic of a character like steven and just bringing something so kind of fresh and new almost like and then going back to like Mark and just knowing when to flip that switch of like, like you're saying that, you know, typical American CIA mercenary guy and can kick so much ass. Like it was, it is cool to see like how, how he's playing this. Chrissy, what about you? I mean, ask Oscar playing both these characters. What are your thoughts? What have you enjoyed so far out of these two? I think that's real talent to be able to have such distinct personalities shine through because even when you have and I don't have an exact example but you have so many actors or actresses who they really realistically they play the same role the same way just in different films with different names or different series with different names but they're the same person Matthew McConaughey has made a career of playing the same person for quite a long time until he did a couple <laughs> different things um like if all you right, think right, about right. it right like he's literally played the same dude he's tried a couple he's done a couple different things that have changed it but this is all in one series right not over in multiple feature films or anything like that and yet you can tell the difference you can actually tell the difference he doesn't even need to talk you can tell the difference in his expression his mannerisms, his mannerisms yeah. which actually leads to tell you that it's actually a really great performance because I don't have to hear you use a different accent to know who you're going to be at that moment and you're in the same clothes so to me that's stellar acting right then and there um but I also I want to know more like why did Mark pick Steven because from how it's appearing to me is Mark could have picked an, any av- – the word avatar came up, which I loved that line about, oh, the big blue guys from the movie. Like I started or cackling. The anime. He said the anime and then the, or the anime. And I started cackling out loud laughing at that line because I was like, okay, that's totally what I would have thought. Um, but like why? Why was Steven the ideal, the ideal avatar slash vessel for Mark – you know, to, to be in, because I, from how I'm like thinking is Mark was next to death when he was chosen based on like what we've seen. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I could have like watched it wrong four times because I've done that many times in my life. Um, but no. So I think that was like super, super interesting. How, like, why, why was it, why was it Steven? Why was it this, mild shopkeeper what is steven's background right do we really how much do we really know so far he's in an apartment that we or a flat that we think belonged maybe to his mom but he's not really sure of it he's he knows 
Stephen knows something's going on because he wakes up every morning feeling like he got hit by a bus and doesn't know why. But he's putting sand around his bed. He's putting tape on the door. He's strapping his ankle in every single night. He's trying everything he can to stay awake. And he still doesn't know why. So why all of a sudden is he conscious to it? Like what is shifted? What is changing? How long has this been going on that he hasn't been knowledgeable or or noticing other than he feels like he got hit by a bus for him to put those protocols in place means that this has happened quite a bit over time, but we really don't know how long has this been going on. So timeline wise, it's kind of confusing. Like, yeah, we know it's post blip, but was the, did that play into something of why Steven is the one. I don't know. We're going to hopefully we'll find out. I don't know how much they're going to tie it into that stuff, though. I don't know that they will at all. And I don't really think it's necessary to tie it in to all the blip activity and tie it back, at least at this point in the storytelling. I actually don't really care about that. And I didn't care about it through the first two episodes. Like I was kind of at first I was like, oh, where's this tie into timeline? And then I went, oh, I don't care. Um. But no, I think that Oscar Isaac's freaking killing it. And and it is, it's a true testament to his acting that you can tell who he is at that moment just by his face. Like he doesn't even take all his all his his like jaw changes and his eyes change. Like instantly you can tell. And it happened in the scene in episode one where they're in the Alps and they're in the he's in the like cupcake cup truck whatever he was in, you actually see it as he's shifting between uh, almost personalities or people as he's shifting. You can actually see his expression just subtly change and you're like, boom, and then it flashes. So I think that's really, really great acting. And this is a super, super cool character. Yeah, I think with with how I, again, maybe just based off the research and what I know about like Moon Knight, Mark is supposedly the main identity, dissociative identity, you know, that identi- that he identifies with. And then obviously his alter, his alter identities are these, are like Stephen Grant. And then there's somebody else, like a Jake something, I think. So within the comics anyway, they, they kind of go in and out of all these different personalities, but right. So in the show so far, though, if you've never read a comic or watched anything about it, you don't know that at this point, you think Steven's the primary, right? You don't understand that like Mark has turned into Steven as a dissociative thing, which I think is cool. Like, I actually like that. Like, I think they're going to explain it. They have to at some point. And I think Layla is going to tie into how they explain that. Um, because if that was the case, if Mark was becoming Steven instead of, or I'm sorry, if Steven was becoming Mark and, you know, then it, Layla wouldn't have recognized him the way she did and all those things. So I think it's cool, but I, I do think that they need to dive a little deeper into the Steven Mark relationship and the why and how behind it. Yeah. And, and, and Oscar Isaac has said that they, they do dive into this whole disassociative identity disorder. In the show, which you can tell for sure in these first two episodes, and I think we'll get more as we as we move along. Because, like you're saying, if one is kind of more primary from what we see, it's Stephen. But again, in reality, it is probably more so Mark, because even when Mark's talking to Conchu, or he, or when Stephen becomes like takes over, and Conchu sees that he's like, "Oh, great, the parasite, or this idiot's in control." So, like, even Kanchu was aware of these different identities within Mark. And that's why at the end of, like, near the end of episode two, he says, he's like, he's like, you told me, Kanchu told, said to Mark, you told me you could handle this. So, like, clearly he was aware of what, of what, of these different identities or whatever Mark was going through. So, but again, yeah, was it, how did this all come about? Was he born this way or what? Like, how... How it all works, I think, is going to be really interesting for them to to play off. I the I want to move to unless if you, anybody else, Katie, got anything on Oscar, Christina? So let's move to Ethan Hawke and Arthur Harrow because my God, Ethan Hawke is the creepiest mofo, and he does it so good. Like 
how he's playing this character. I mean, he's the very first character we see in this show. Like it starts off looking, you know, watching him break glass and put it in his sandals. And you're just like, dude, who is this crazy guy? You know, and then throughout these first few episodes, you find out that obviously he used to be Moon Knight. He used to be the avatar for Kanchu. And then obviously Kanchu broke broke that, uh, you know, bond or whatever. So that's interesting to explore with Arthur. Like, why why did Kanchu do that? What happened? You know, and then now with Arthur, is he the avatar for Amu now? Or is he trying to be? Is that why he wants to find that, um, where that God's, um, you know, uh, body is and everything? Like, is that why he's doing all this? You know, and then obviously he's, like, how he speaks, it's very, to me, almost Thanos-esque, where he was like, you know, basically, you know, we are going to root out evil before it even starts. So, again, you have that kind of ethical debate of, you know, do you stop a person before it even happens or do you do something to, you know, or does it just happen naturally? Like there's that whole, like that conversation between Steven and Arthur about that was really cool in episode two. So I like how they're diving into that kind of dynamic within the show of like Arthur's character, how he feels and what he's about. And then obviously, like, why, again, why is he wearing glass in the sandals? He has, like, an artifact that the first avatar of, of Amut had. So, like, again, is he the avatar or did he find it? And he's using it to summon these um, these evil, like, dead dogs or whatever you call them. So it's very interesting how they're, again, how they're playing this character. Because in the comics, Arthur Harrow was a one-comic bad guy and he was like a crazy scientist so like they're really changing that character which is cool again they're giving it more depth they're letting ethan hawk have some fun and he's doing a heck of a job as being this creepy cult leader and like you you can see why people are following him because he is so charming charismatic you can see that for sure so ethan hawk again you put Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke in one show, you are going to have like a fantastic, like just cast already with those two. And then, you know, I it was, it was interesting how they again how they introduced Arthur as like this kind of humble like cult leader, he just wants to do good. And then again by episode two, you're like, no, dude, he's bad. Like he's a bad guy. He wants to just basically like run the show. We even see him kill somebody without judging him, but that, you know, obviously he wasn't, he was telling Mark that that's how he does it. But obviously he, he, he just killed a guy just because he had the, the scarab and he didn't want him to say anything. So like you can see like where he's a, a, a dirty person. So like how that, goes with Kanchu and like their relationship. I'm really excited to see. And I like how like he knew what Kanchu was telling Steven. Like when they were going through that whole conversation, like he's like, I know he's there. He can't do anything unless you let him. You know, I know what he's telling you and Mark. Like this is, you know, it's all lies. So like he's making, you know, as as Steven, you can see where Steven might be a little bit like, well, he's kind of making sense. At, at some points. So it's it's a very dynamic, like it's a very, he's a very dynamic character. I like that Ethan Hawke is playing him. 100%. He's doing a heck of a job. So I can't wait to see more of him. Katie, Ethan Hawke, he's still a daddy. Let's be honest. As old as he is, he still looks good as Ethan Hawke. Let's be real about it. But what do you think about him so far? He does look really good. I agree with you. Um, I, yeah, it was such an interesting choice to open with him. Um, the I'll open the whole series with him. You know, that, that to me, like, he is going to be a big, a big power struggle. You know, but he, he's going to be a big, a big baddie. He's a daddy and a, and a baddie. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that is, uh, that that's going to be fun to watch play out and you know like i like i mentioned earlier i'm excited to see you know what 
whether we see it in a flashback, whether it's, you know, explained in exposition, what was that incident that made him no longer the vessel? What, what did it? Um, I'm really excited to see like what his backstory is. Um, and yeah, dude, he's, he's Thanos with, with a plan. He's Thanos with a, with like a, a survey system. Right. You know, like a, like <laughs> just, really? a, just a, like a survey via osmosis, you know, just, uh, yeah, his, that conversation of like, would you kill, would you kill a child if you found out, you know, if you judge them and their scales, you know, were, were bad, like, you know, I mean, that's the eternal question. Like if you could go back in time and like kill baby Hitler, you know, like it, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like one of those things that's, you know, people always debate and always talk about. And, uh, you know, it, it's cool to, to watch that play out from him. And he is so, determined in his mission he's like you know even as he's like killing people he's like i wish you could see the world that we're going to create i wish you could see how much good i am going to do in this world and it, it's like i am going to do he this good you know believes. he's got yeah, he oh yeah totally and you know where did that power like where has that power come from too and and how how did he get tied in with with um this other god that he's trying to what was there a, a moot can't you or emua is the other yeah yeah Emmet. Emmet, Emmet. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah yeah um so it's 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 gonna be cool to watch and i do want to quickly point out there was more bad guy purple yep purple. there's lots purple, of maybe bad yep. guy purple in marvel i'm i'm here for it uh yeah just watching him you know when he said in with his staff that it's one what is he he says it's like one percent of her power is in this right. and when he like right. blah, you know chunk like chunks it on the floor and um summons that crazy ass jackal like opens the a portal almost, holy moly yeah i mean big time big time uh just crazy crazy magic and crazy mythology going on in this and that that in itself is exciting and um yeah it's it, it was fun to it's been fun to kind of get a little bit more backstory on his society that he is creating too because because every right. one of those people is like yes we are invested we are in we are building a better world and and we're here for it so i'm it's gonna be cool to to see what what kind of challenges that's going to bring bring up later yeah i like how they are like you just mentioned deep diving into the whole kind of egyptian egyptian mythology of the god and goddesses so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see how that all plays out like you're saying i i really want to know what happened between arthur and Kanchu because clearly he was the fist of vengeance as he said but then they split ties like why was it just because Arthur like did what he was supposed to and then they just ended it but it seems like you know how Kanchu interacts with Mark is that he's baiting like he's like keeping him so he doesn't leave so like was he doing that with Arthur or not or did he feel like Arthur crossed a line like that's gonna be really interesting to see how that how that all plays out Christina what about you Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow, as this kind of avatar god guy. Yeah. What do you think? So the very first scene felt very Da Vinci Code to me in a Ooh, really I weird way. That. Thinking Paul Bettany in Da Vinci Code where I am acting on behalf of my god, but I am creating sins and I must punish myself for them. Oh, I like that a lot. And that like, was honestly instantly my first instinct was I flashed to Da Vinci Code and Paul Bettany and the Sith and all those other things and like the way he was so devoted to his God that he was committing sins on behalf of his God and having to then punish himself for it and so that's what the glass and the shoe said to me um, and I might be way off base there but that's at least what immediately flashed into my brain and then I went holy shit Ethan Hawke got old but he's still a good he's still guy, a babe, man. but he got oh, old as hell. Like we were just watching it right before recording, and both of us were like, "Yeah, he he's aged a bit." And then I was like, "Well, who hasn't?" Um, but 
No. So that was like my very initial, like Arthur is the equivalent of Paul Bettany in the Da Vinci Code. Right. Like that is what his character, he is out doing these things on behalf of who he's worshiping at that moment and what he believes in. Um, I think that though, right. Arthur takes it to another level because right. now we've got this mysticism, these I, – I love these Egyptian gods, by the way. I think it's all super cool. I think that it's no coincidence – by the way, let me flash back. I think it's no coincidence that Stephen works in an Egyptian museum. Um, right, it all – Right, that all ties together. That wasn't a coincidence. But um, no, so with Arthur, um, very cult leader where – if we're thinking, if I flash to Paul Bettany and Da Vinci Code, living in the shadows, hiding in the shadows, no. This dude is up front. He's up center. He is, I want people to come to me. I want people to very much worship me on behalf of because I have that 1% of a God's power here in my staff. I think the way that they use the staff to swing back and forth like they are being judged is really, really visually cool. The way that they're utilizing a tattoo to do that is very visually cool. I think this character, something happened with this character because realistically when you're thinking about it, you're meant to believe at this point that Mark is bad. That Mark took out an entire group of people and you are at, at yeah. right right at this point you're meant to believe mark is bad mark is gonna kill people mark is n- it's not vengeful it's aggression and that arthur is balancing that out in fact realistically we now are learning it's the opposite right right but those first two episodes were really laying the groundwork with who's good, who's bad. And, and poor tra- Steven's caught in the middle. And poor Steven, poor Mark's ultra personality is, doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's got his goldfish. He can't figure out why it's got more fins. He, <laughs> it, poor Steven. He's missing dates. He's a oh, vegan order and a steak. I don't know what's going on. But he's like the total anti-Mark, right? He's the total opposite. Shit Mark wouldn't have cared about. But with Arthur, you have to wonder, like, how did Arthur become the avatar in the first place? How did Arthur get involved and how did he get out and why and what changed it? And I think we'll find it out. Like, I I don't feel like you can put those questions out there in the first two of six episodes without intending to answer them unless you're doing another season. But you can't just lay that out there without an intention of giving some answers this early. And I think it is a super, I think it is a really interesting character because he is, he does contradict himself so often that it is going to get interesting of what happens and why. I think what's interesting too is that how, here's my kind of question now is that like, how old is he? We really don't know because like how long, like if you are an avatar for a God, do you do you age? Like, how does that whole situation work? Like, how old is Arthur? Like, how how long has he been walking around? And how old is Mark? Yeah, true. Right. How old is Arthur? Right. How old is Mark? Because we 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 don't actually know. Right. Right. So I think again, I think I mean again, do they have to answer like those questions? Not necessarily, but I think they should at least maybe address them in some way, shape, or form for sure. I I do like how, again, like he is that Thanos, like, I see it this way. And, you know, you just just don't see it, but I'm right. Like, I love, I love how they make these Marvel villains, I don't want to say relatable, but like, again, they make them you can kind of understand maybe where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like you see that they're doing it. Like Arthur totally believes what he's doing is the, is, is the right thing, right? He wants to make a better earth and he wants to make, make it heaven as he was, you know, saying to his, his followers uh, in episode one and two, like they fully believe that he is trying to make this world a better place. 
but he's doing it in a evil way but he doesn't see it that way he sees it as doing this based off of like like we're talking about like this god's will and that they will you know basically purify the this this world so i do i like how that i like how they're presenting him I, I can't wait to see like what they do moving forward with him and like does he become you know does he connect with Emmett? does he does he not do we see the other gods because like steven said there's nine of them in the egyptian mythology do we see all the avatars because there was a shot I've seen in like a trailer I vaguely remember of like there were like nine chairs. So like maybe we get to a point where we see all these other avatars of these gods, which would be really cool. Because again, I have so many questions like have these gods been around this entire time of like the MCU? Like how long have they been here? Like again, but this is a cool series to like maybe start that and then maybe explore like you're saying in another season like you said Chrissy or in another show who knows like I like how we're getting weird mythology now like Shang-Chi Eternals now Moon Knight you know and then who knows who we could see in cameos do we need a cameo no I actually I really don't need to see an Avenger pop up or anything would I love to see like Blade and um Dane show up Heck yeah, because maybe that'd be like Midnight Suns. That'd be sweet, but I don't need it. I'm cool with just following Moon Knight right now in the in in the characters of Mark and Steven. And then maybe again, who knows? Will they bring in another identity to really kind of throw in a, a wrench? You know, with it could it be Mark, Steven, and uh again, one of the ones in the comics is Jake, who's like a taxi driver. So like could we see all these characters come into play? Like it's, I, I love it. I like how they're doing it. You know, I, I'm really excited for the rest of the season. I will. I was watching Oscar Isaac did an, did an interview recently and he was talking about how he was able to do like the two different personalities, like in talking, you know, how he makes the identities work. He said what he did was his brother um, was, he brought his brother along. And he would do the dialogue of one and then he would do the of the other and then vice versa. So it's kind of cool that he had his his brother um, along for the ride because they were trying to figure out how to do that. And I guess from what Oscar said in his interview that they he said he suggested to bring his brother because his brother's an actor and all that stuff. So he got to bring his brother who I'll brag a little bit. I actually know and he follows me on Twitter. So I right. She that's fancy. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, get him on the pod, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> I you know, what are we waiting at here? I don't know. Again, I'm not like, anyway, but that was just my geeky, geeky thing. But it's cool. Like, again, it's cool that how they, how they're doing like the reflections of, you know, Stephen and Mark, how Arthur knows, like how he knows, like when these different personalities are talking, like he understands because he was the avatar. So it's a very cool dynamic how they have these, these characters going so far. So let's go. Final thoughts, Katie, anything you are looking forward to in the rest of the series? Is there like a big kind of question you want answered? What do you got? What are you looking forward to the next few episodes of Moon Knight? Yeah, more backstory. Um, I'm looking forward to that from Mark and Arthur. Where's Steven's mom? Like, right, a lot of questions, right? Where's a lot mom? of questions Where's about mom? about her? Yeah, poor mom. Um, she's got a big ass voicemail inbox. She's got to answer. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where they take it. You know, I I love that there is one more. Um, personality that we haven't seen because I think that would be a cool possibly like, right I don't know if they'll do it but right right but if they Good. do I feel like that would be a cool way to end this season is to introduce that third one um, you know and just expand even more you know that that that, that would be really cool uh, and I'm also really looking forward to brushing up on my Egyptian mythology uh, it's been a while I, I'm, I'm out of a 
out of practice in that realm of my life. So I have um, research to do. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, it's cool how they are diving into that and they're making it obviously MCU and how they're going to bring it, uh, you know, kind of bring it to the forefront. It, it is really cool. I'm excited to see it too. Chrissy, what do you got? Final thoughts? What are you looking forward to? Any question? Big question? You I got? want more information on where Layla's going to play in. Like what's going to happen with all of that. Like she knows a lot. She's involved in a lot. She knows the things that Steven doesn't know. And she recognizes now that there's a difference between Mark and Steven. And is she able to identify that she's, she's kind of like his guide in a weird way. Um, she's like Steven's weird guide who he kind of trusts. And now he kind of sees it and he gets it a little bit. Um, where's that going to go? How are we going to see the third personality? Are we going to see so many different things? And I also don't want them to overcomplicate it. I don't want them to tie it in to anything past or future Marvel of the realm we know until the very last minute. I want it to be at the very last minute. Um, I almost felt like Eternals was at the very last minute as well, where it's kind of tied in. That's what I want from this. Please don't tie it in in like episode three. I want this to have its standalone moment. I want it to be something that we can enjoy without thinking too deep into it. Well, we are thinking deep into it, but in a different way. Um, that's what I want from this. I the, the previous series that we've had on Disney Plus, we've understood where the where it tied in from the very start, where it tied in at the end. We knew all of those things. We knew what it could potentially lead up to. Um, there was no doubt at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, right, that Sam's now Cap. Like we didn't, we, and we're going to get a Captain America film now, right? Like we, we knew those things. I don't need that from this. I don't want that from this. I want this to have its moment of excitement and fun and be different. And I feel like we're moving on and I feel like we're, feeling Marvel evolve and we've been feeling it for a little bit of time. We've talked about it, but I feel like these last maybe what three to six months, we've really actually seen the evolution happen to where we go away from our originals. Don't pull it back to that. Like, please don't pull it back to that because I don't, at least as a more than casual fan, I don't want to see that happen. I want us to keep moving forward. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think what this... Sh I hope they just keep it to the singular story. And again, give hints. Like, they're kind of doing, like, the Easter eggs of, like, where we are in the timeline, right? Not straight out saying, yes, we are three years post this event. Like, okay, cool. Like, I don't really need specifics, but just little hints that we know where we are kind of in the time frame. So I, I'm really excited to see that play out i'm excited to see learn more of arthur and i i really hope we get more like steven being mr knight and being the hero too and that again how cool is that like basically he had like he has two superheroes <laughs> like this person has basically can be two superheroes can be moon knight or he can be mr knight you know so like get i hope again we saw him bring out like those two kind of like um uh like uh like dark daredevil esque type of uh like sticks or rods or whatever. Like I hope we get to see him use them. I hope it wasn't just like a, a cameo thing. Like I want to see Steven slash Mr. Knight use those and fight. Like I think that's gonna be hopefully we'll get to see something like that for sure. And then obviously here's my big question. Besides, like, right, like, who is his mom? Like, where, how is he getting these postcards? Is Mark sending it to him? Like, what is going on? Like, is it just a burner phone Mark, like, set up? So he's just, like... I want to know what happened to the fish. Right, that too. I mean, that probably just died, probably from not eating or something. But also, my other big one is that little girl. So this was in episode one. Steven was going into the museum. He was talking to a little girl about like the Egyptian things. And she like made a comment of like about him not being or, like basically knowing that he died. And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm alive. Like, how, what are you talking about? Like, 
what was this little girl? Who does she know? What's Kids know weird deal? things. I mean, Katie's fair, the mom. She'll was, attest to that. Kids are creepy. It was a weird comment after I rewatched it. I was like, little girl, what are you talking about? How do you know? What 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 do you know? Who are you? That one, you know, that was a completely like throwaway line for me. I I completely forgot that that conversation even happened. Then again, I've only seen each episode one time, so um, I do need to go back and do a rewatch. But uh, yeah, I'm, that brings up a lot of who is she? Right. Maybe she's like an incognito. Was it Mephisto as Air? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Heard it first, Eric. <laughs> No, right. Who knows? But it's a very interesting, like, again, after watching it a couple times, like that, that scene came up. I'm like, how does she, how does she know? Like, what is she talking about? Like, it was just a weird thing. So again, maybe that was just a throw. Maybe it was just a throwaway thing. Like, who knows? But we'll see. We'll find out more. We'll find out more for sure. All right, kids, that's it. That's our episode on Moon Knight, episodes one and two. Hope you enjoyed it. We have a lot of fun talking about it. We're excited to talk about it the rest of this uh, series. And then, obviously, Ms. Marvel comes out. We have some stuff. Uh, we'll get back to Twitch. I know I got to talk to Katie. <laughs> we'll get a, get a schedule up. Get a schedule up for us to do stuff for watch-alongs, maybe do some video gaming on it. We'll have to do some some stuff for sure. And then doing a live show, all of us do a live show. So we'll figure it out, but we do we do have a Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Geek Broadscast, or is it Geek Broads Pod? I can't know. I'll put it in the description. It's, it's Geek, Pro- Geek Broads Pod. It's the same Geek as Twitter. Broads. Okay, so it's Geek yeah. Broads Pod. Okay, yeah, so follow us. Plug in. <laughs> Links will be in the description of the show, so don't worry about it. Then you can follow us on socials at Twitter, like Katie said, at Geek Broads Pod. Christina, where can the good people follow you? Twitter, Instagram, at a beautiful quest. I had to think about that for a minute. I'm out of practice. Holy crap. Yeah, we're, we're all, I'm out of practice too. Good Katie. God. <laughs> Katie, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Penguin Katie. Katie with a Y. And you can follow me, Lauren, at Loronos on uh, Twitter. And you can follow the Geek Bros cast on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify for all the platforms that we're on. Please, if you can, go give us a rate and review. Do all that fun stuff. We appreciate it. So until next time, kids, stay geeky. Bye.